Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast with Kirsty and Isaac. If you are an Amazon seller looking to grow your business with some of the latest tactics and strategies, along with some great guidance for your overall business, then you are in the right place. So pay attention and if needed, take notes. Let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast for Amazon sellers. Today, in this fourth part of our continuing series, we're going to talk about something that we find is the root cause of making bad decisions and losing sight of the company vision in any business, but especially in the world of Amazon sellers. So what we wanted to do today was focus on how to set the values for your company so that you know exactly what drives the goals and vision of your business, and so does everyone else in the company. Yeah, that's right. So this is something that can seem a little bit touchy-feely or a bit kind of out there because it's not totally obvious, but your company values are actually the driving force behind every decision that you make in your business. You just probably don't even know that yet, right? But you've got an, a set of inherent values that you live by and that you're you know, operating your company by as well. Now, a lot of sellers and business owners just try to keep a general idea of what their values are. It's actually really a lot more powerful if you're very conscious of them so that you know what you will do and just as importantly, what you won't do to feel successful, right? So the reason I say feel successful is because we define what our own success is, right? So it doesn't necessarily mean millions of dollars, although that is a, a nice way <laughs> to measure your success um, because it's really tangible. But most of the time, we just remember the journey more than the end result, right? And so you want to be able to enjoy that along the way and we'll kind of get into this a little bit later, but it's not, it's just as important, I think, for you to feel successful how you got there as, as just as the end result itself, right? So if some of you out there have ever felt like something's not gelling or it doesn't feel right or it's hard to choose certain paths, then it could be that really what you're looking to do is out of alignment with what your values are. You probably just don't know that yet. So today, what we're going to do is cover these concepts about setting the values for your company, which are Number one, how to know which values are important to your company. Number two, how to know what your company will not do, which is just as important as the first one. Also, how to write your values so that everybody on your team knows them and buys into them and also embodies them as part of the company. And also then how to share the company values to your customers without explicitly, you know, sticking them on a wall. I think we've got an example of that later, right? Because just if any of you worked in a corporate environment, you know, you see those pictures where you've got like some kind of beach background right and it's got like core values underneath it it doesn't really tell you a lot other than okay cool somebody's put this on the wall it makes you feel good right so you have to kind of live it you have to breathe it and you have to embody it yeah and and, and you know putting those things in the break room when you're like feeling like you're already like in rush to get all your food eaten and all that stuff it doesn't really inspire you to really want to live that that for the, the company right most of the time it's just propaganda that you try to block out because you're like, oh, I just feel like I'm a, a robot here and everything they say is just indoctrinating me into what they want. But that's not what we want. We actually want the values to be, you know, admired by everybody in the company. And if you create a great culture for your business, then the values will be something that everybody in your company will actually look up to. So in our last episode in the series, we discussed creating the vision for your company and for your, you know, for yourself to know what the success looks like when you achieve it. So think about your company values and defining your company's brand. In the same way we think about what your brand stands for, we want to think about what our company stands for and how we conduct our business to differentiate us from the competition and create a company culture where people actually want to work. As an example, Google created their core values. They refer to their, their values as 10 things we know to be true, which were originally written when Google was a few years old. So it says, focus on the user and all else will follow. That's a pretty good one. 
it's best to do one thing really, really well. That's really key. Uh, I think Bruce Lee even would agree with that. So if you can find one way to be really good at really one thing, you're going to, you're going to be awesome at business or pretty much anything in life. The next one is fast is better than slow. Yes, it is. Sometimes you, you have to go fast. Sometimes you have to slow down, but going super slow and just not getting any progress is never going to be the best thing. And what I think the, the kind of one way that we kind of look at this is getting action done is better than waiting for perfect. That's kind of another way to say that. And then their next one is democracy on the web works. So basically what that I think was referring to is people will tell you when you're doing a bad job and you have to then change things to help them make it better. Right? So if you are putting out a bad product and your customer reviews come in and say, here's how bad this product is, you're going to need to make some changes. And that's how democracy on the web works. Their next one is you don't need to be at your desk to need an answer. So yeah, like you can have questions about anything and you need an answer for stuff anytime, anywhere, right? Another one is you can make money without doing evil, which is great because there's a lot of people in the world that have a lot of money that don't do that and, and they do evil stuff. So that's a great core concept to have and, and a great value for your company. Another thing is there's always more information out there. That is true. <laughs> Sometimes it's not always the best information and, and misinformation, but there is always more information out there. So find it and learn what you want. The, the next one is the need for information crosses all borders. And that's obviously clear because now that they've expanded to literally every country in the world, aside some of the ones that are like, you know, China, which blocks Google. But yeah, the need for information crosses all borders because people want access to information everywhere. The next one is you can be serious without a suit. And that's a great one because that's exactly how we live. We don't really wear suits and I don't think I've worn a suit other than my wedding funeral once. Actually, I didn't even wear a suit at my wedding. I just wore like a- Oh, you did wear a suit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's very few times where I actually wear a suit. And I yeah, you can absolutely be serious without a suit. Yeah, I figuratively and, burnt all mine when I left uh, corporate. Yeah. Yeah. Put them in a trash bin and just said, "Here, donate them." To yeah, you. I took them to the charity shop, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to ever see any one of those ever again. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one that they have on their ten things we know to be true is great, just isn't good enough. I think that's great because that means that you're always striving to do better, right? So, if you think that you've done a great job, you know what? There's probably a way to do it even better. And great just isn't good enough. So keep striving to improve everything you do. So. Those are kind of the, the things that they do. And within all its values, Google lays emphasis on the importance of the user, whether that be no matter who that user is, getting the user what they want, how they want and when they want it, and not in a stuffy corporate environment that could hinder creativity and thinking. So you don't have to wear a suit to do that. It's also interesting to think about that value of you can make money without doing evil. It could sound a bit harsh, as I'm sure most people don't go into business to do this. But if we make a parallel to the business we're in right now in the Amazon frame, we know there can be a lot of hackers and dirty tricks that some people play to get ahead, right? You know, putting one-star reviews on other people, um, you know, even hijacking listings, all that kind of stuff, um, selling counterfeit products, all that good stuff. Now, there are a lot of ways to make money, but being, being manipulative, fraudulent, or otherwise using bad business tactics to make money shows that money is more important than anything, and you'll do anything to do, get it at all costs. So people that engage in hacks and leaving one-star reviews on people's listings will actually shorten the sustainability of their company. It could also have negative consequences such as lawsuits and criminal charges. So having a value that takes us into account can help you give the right compass and steer away from that black hat stuff. So when we talk about values, we have to keep our vision in mind and ask ourselves questions like, what type of company values represent you? You know, 
What, what type of company values do you want people to see? Because if you're the head of the company, it's going to come back to you, right? So, you know, Facebook, you know, they got Mark Zuckerberg for better or worse, whatever their values are and whatever actions they take, he's ultimately responsible and has that reputation against him, right? Same thing with your business. Then ask yourself, how do you want your customers to see you? Your business, yourself personally, your team, all that good stuff. How do you want your customers to see you? How will you serve your customers? How will you actually enhance and improve their, their livelihoods? Like, Are you trying to solve their problems? Are you actively trying to help them? How will you market your products and your services to your customers? So there's many ways to market your products. And you can do things like use hypey, you know, overhyped and set their expectations to a wild high expectation that you're never going to achieve and you're going to fail to be able to do that, but you can sell some more stuff or you can actually be realistic and set their proper, you know, set their expectations properly to actually market things. So that way they're going to be happy when they get it. What words do you want to use to embody your company? That's another question you're going to ask yourself. And more importantly, how do you treat your suppliers and your employees? Because that's probably going to, that last one there is probably going to have the most profound effect on how successful you become. Because if you don't treat your suppliers and employees properly, essentially what will happen is nobody will want to work with you. They're going to do a poor job for you. They're never going to actually, you know, commit to you fully. They're never going to, you know, make things better for you in the business. And you'll always have this churn and burn of, you know, finding new people to replace these people. And you'll spend more time doing that than actually focusing on the, the proper growth of your company. Yeah. And especially, as you said, as the company grows, we want to be able to bring the right people into the business. We want to work with the right contractors, suppliers, all that kind of stuff. And if they don't embody the same values as you as well, then they could do stuff on the in the back end, if you like, that can hinder your growth as a company as well. And so just really having clear core values and when you're hiring those people and working with people is really going to help you set the right compass, not just for you, but also for them and what you're prepared to, to work with and what you're prepared not to work with in terms mm -hmm. of practices, right? So now you know what your company stands for and what kind of culture you're going to create. As we said, it's a great compass which helps us make decisions on what we're going to do and what we're definitely not going to do, right? And so to hammer home this point, it's also great to be clear on the opposite. So literally what you don't stand for, because sometimes, you know, at some point we're going to run into a situation where we're going to question whether we want to cross certain lines in the business, as we talked about earlier, you know, maybe it is trying that new tool that is against TOS and like blatantly, right? Because... Yeah. People say it works and we're a bit worried about not getting ranked or whatever. Uh, but having your values written down, it's really going to help you stop you in your tracks and correct your decision before you make a big mistake. And good people do this. We're not saying that, you know, everyone, you know, everyone's evil if they do this kind of stuff. Not that at all. But sometimes we do come to a crossroads where we might be, you know, up against it. And we've heard of this, these new tactics and things that, that could work. But it's always better to take a step back and think, well, what? You know, is this something that I really want to do? And is this a great long-term health for my business? So again, to really hammer this point home, ask yourself these questions. What would you never do to make money? So for example, you know, would you never, sounds like one of those games you used to play when you were like <laughs> 15. Never <would>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah would you, I would never, ever, ever. Um, so would you never like bash the competition, right? So this includes things like just putting even comparison photos, like direct comparison on your listings. It could be trashing them on social media. It could be actively going out there and trying to get them shut down or doing one-star reviews. I'm not saying anybody here listening to this would do that, but we, we I've had instances where people have done that to me, for instance, 
on my products. And it's not nice <laughs> because, you know, you can have your whole business shut down. Obviously, you can get it back at some point. But just because someone does it to you doesn't mean to say you should go out and try and do it to them either, right? Yeah. Black hat tactics, like we talked about. So just think about those things that you would never do. I think usually it comes down to integrity in some way, right? Integrity of, is that the right path? And will I feel great about doing that in my company, even though other people do it? And then what are some of the things that you would never do to your customers? So for instance, this might sound obvious, but you know, would you leave it a week before you answer them? Would you swear at them, right? And I've I've seen people where they've literally gone back. If someone's sworn at them and a customer might do that, you know, you guys are a-holes or whatever because you haven't done this. Just because they swear at you doesn't mean to say that you should go back and do that to them, right? So one thing I always like to do is to literally pretend that I'm actually in front of them and I will smile as I write back, right? Because I'm like, okay, how would I want to be treated in this situation? There's a reason that they're reacting in this way and it's not my problem. So I just need to make sure that I can diffuse the situation. Also, would you never tell them that they're totally wrong? Again, I think we've all probably seen these on the internet where you've had these like kind of back and forths with customers um, from companies where it's just kind of disgraceful the way that the company has gone back to the person, right? And so just think about, you know, sometimes it's, it sounds obvious, but sometimes when you're in a situation, it's hard to kind of take the emotion away from what you're trying to build because you might have a lot of stress on your plate or whatever, but have that always by your side, what you would never do. Also, what are some of the, some of the things you would never do with your products or services? So would you never sell cheap, breakable products, right? This basically means a spray and pray approach to your business. Okay, I'm just going to go out there. I don't kind of care what kind of product this is. I don't even care about the quality. I'm never going to see it. I'm just going to whack it on Amazon and hope for the best. Also, would you sell information that never helps anybody, right? So as we know, there are a lot of people out there that because potentially they've sold on Amazon or they've done some kind of business in the past or they might have, you know, heard about it even, create a course or create a course around something that, that you might not know anything about and try and sell that information. If it doesn't actually get anybody a result, would you do that thing, right? So if you're thinking about doing something like that, just think about what's the result that you would like to get for someone and how are you going to deliver that result? And so that's a way to kind of get over that barrier of basically being able to try and sell something that you have no idea if it's going to work or not. Mm -hmm. Also, what are some of the things that you would never do to your employees? So things like, nah, you're not having any holidays <laughs> or we're not going to pay you for your holidays or I'm not going to give you any feedback. I'm not going to do any communication. If they do something wrong, cut them off or shout at them or, you know, basically how would you like to be treated in your business? And you need to show leadership, right? You need to be able to support them. If they don't get things right first go, chances are it's probably because you haven't explained it properly or you haven't communicated properly. So just think about those things before you employ someone because that's going to set the right compass for you to be able to go, well, this is how I'm going to actually work with people and create the right culture. Yeah. And obviously now that you answer all these questions for yourself of what you will and you won't do and establish kind of some boundaries for the core values of your company, that's pretty much the next step is to, to write this all down in a way that really means something to you. So usually just writing a list of words, like a bullet point of what your values are is only good for reminders. It doesn't help create the true core values of your business or for you and your team. Like 
it doesn't really mean anything if you just have bullet points. So for example, we, you kind of alluded to this earlier, Kirsty, Panda Express, which is a Chinese-inspired fast food chain in the United States, post their values on the wall in the restaurant as such. And this is everything it says, just these words. Proactive, respect slash win-win, growth, great operations, giving. That's it. So if you don't understand the background or the meaning behind these words, they're just literally words on the wall. So let's actually get you to write meaningful company core values, a meaningful company core value statement. You want to get this pretty tight to about five to 10 points, but write out what they mean. You can be succinct like Google does and just kind of state exactly what it is, but you don't want it to be like five words that basically define your whole business, right? You want it to be, you know, ideas and, and concepts. So some ways you can start is use the words you chose to describe your company and build off each one. So you can even make them into an acronym later if you want, but that is only for effectively memorizing the, the what it means not to conceptually create the context of what they mean to your company, right? So you can also free write the things you love and dislike about some of your favorite companies. So pick and choose their best qualities. So, hey, I really like Microsoft for this reason. I really like Apple for this reason. I like how they treat people or whatever. So take some of those things and just free write out what, what those companies have done that you like. Conversely, you can free write things that you really dislike about brands you're not fond of and make sure you state what you don't like about them. And this will be something that your company never does. Then type everything out that you want to stand for. Then try to cut that in half because you're likely going to have a very, very lengthy description. And if you can make it more succinct so people can actually capture the essence, they're not going to want to read like a whole, you know, one page mission statement or two pages. They want to read, you know, like a paragraph or two and get to the core you know, values of your business without having to read too much. If they can, if you can do that, you can effectively communicate that to everybody in your team. And then you want to make sure to highlight or put in bold or bullet points, the core values and how each one is applicable to the business. So not just what the word is, but how is it applicable to the business? And you can see a free core values template below this podcast in our show notes that can actually help you write this out as well. So if you feel like, Hey, I want to actually do this, Go to the, the liner notes here, the show notes, and actually get our template so you can actually do this yourself. But I would encourage you to really be specific and succinct because don't don't go too long and don't go too short. Like don't just write the words out like an acronym and then actually explain what that means. So that way, anybody who sees it, whether they're in your company and they know behind the scenes or you know behind the curtain kind of environment that you run, they'll actually know this is what you stand for so everybody can understand what you're actually trying to achieve. Yeah. And maybe we can put the Google ones in there as an example, because I think yep. they were really good to, like you said, it was short, succinct in a little sentence, but you got the essence of what exactly what each one meant. Yep. And it's interesting, you know, you were saying there about um, what you like about companies, what you don't like. And the thing that sprung to my mind was if you hate getting, you know, ringing a bank or ringing, it's usually any kind of service, right? Banks, telephone, all that kind of stuff. And they put you on hold and then you have to go through how many like, press one for this, press seven yeah. for that. And then you've got your, your queue will now be the next 40 minutes, right? If anybody hates that, don't do that to your customers. And I think about, you know, all this automation that you can do for customers, which kind of makes it feel good for you as the business owner, because you're like, great, I don't have to worry about that. But the amount of angst that it can cause your customers and then for them to give up, I'm thinking specifically also I hear about, you know, many chat um, sequences and, and all that stuff. Just think about how the technology enables the conversation, but how you then can pick that up as a human. Because I would say most humans hate that kind of process where you just get shunted down. And Amazon Seller Central support, 
We've all been there. So if you don't want an Amazon Seller Central support system for your customers, then I think that's a great way of kind of saying what you love and what you don't like and then how to be able to bring that into your core values as well. Yeah, and I, I talk about this a couple of times. I don't know if, if I actually brought it up on the podcast or not, but I talk about it relatively often um, that I think, and, and I've been saying this since 2015 roughly or, or somewhere out about in there. Basically, the people that are going to win in any business are the people that can human to human interact with their customers. That's the, that's, if you have that business model, you will always win over your competitors because people don't want to be treated like a person in a line or just another stat or just another sale or just a transactional kind of thing. Right. And if you think about all the great companies that ever grew to gigantic status, how did they first start human to human interaction? That's how they got their first sales. That's how they first, you know, really built network and big relationships. You know, think about the 50s and 60s when, you know, people would take people on lunches and actually get to know them and learn how, about their family so that way they could treat them better so that way they could build a long-term relationship. This is kind of how we're ignoring all that stuff and saying, oh, well, that doesn't work anymore because now we got the internet. Well, the internet doesn't change anything about how people want to be treated. All it changes for business owners is the, the fact that things can be automated but not necessarily that they should be automated. So some things may be able to be automated, but literally I, I, I will say this till I die that the, the companies that have human to human interaction will always outbeat their competitors who do not. Yeah, absolutely. And I think for me, the internet allows you to have access to more people. That mm -hmm. is the beauty of it as a business owner, right? So we have the ability to be able to sell whatever we want in any country, right? Maybe not China, but you know, pretty much every, you know, Western country, um, which basically means that it's it's the enabler to have access. But the way we're able to then filter those people through and build relationships, that is really on us as the, as the business owner, right, is to build those relationships. So that's how I would see it is use the internet to benefit in terms of how you can reach people and get your message out there, if it's message products, whatever it is. And then how do you then once you've got a response back, how do you nurture that customer so that they don't mm -hmm. go anywhere else? And that human-human interaction definitely is the way is the way to do it. So then we've talked a lot about you know your customers and how you're actually going to work with them. So how do you convey those values to the customers without literally having to say, okay, my values are <laughs> blah 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 blah, right? So essentially, it really should be inherent in everything that you do. In the same way that you want your brand to communicate that way, you want your company, the way you, they deal with the company to, to be that way. So again, it might seem obvious, but number one is really to create products and services that embody your values and come through in every interaction. So if one of your values is, is around customer first, what does that actually mean, right? We, we say this a lot. Okay, it's customer first. Well, how does your product or your brand solve your customer's problems like properly? How does it solve their problems? Can it do it better than what it's actually doing right now? So by having conversations with your customers, as we've just been talking about, you'd actually get to find out, yeah, actually, I love the product, but I wish it did also did this. Or I love your service, but I wish it also did this. And so just having those conversations, you can then start to improve the products that you're already doing to make sure that you're solving all the problems of your customer. So what can you change to make it easier for the customer to use? Or as we talked about, or to find you to interact with you, right? So how easy is it for your customers to find you? There's nothing worse than having a customer first value that's visible to the customer, 
but they can't find a way to talk to you or you take a week to get back to them, right? And so if it goes off into the email ether and you never check that inbox, or maybe someone goes in there every week, it's not good enough um, if you're really staying true to that customer first value. So just think about that. Where and how can the customer actually contact you? And how do you actually go back to them? And in what timely manner do you go back to them? And this might not necessarily just be on Amazon, right? They might want to message you. They might want to call you. I'm not saying you have to go and set up a, a phone number, right? But I think the more, even for people might say, well, I'm only selling something for $10. It doesn't matter if for a $10 product and you give them that amount of customer service, guess who they're always going to come back to, right? Mm -hmm. And so you've got to think longer term, not short term. And then also have great marketing messaging that lets them know that you're there to help them solve their problems with your products and that you are one of them, right? So again, the more in any communication you can say, so how are you using the product? And they'll say, well, I use it for this, this, and this. Oh, great. Yeah, that's exactly why I created this product because I had a problem with this. So the more they can identify with you as a number one, a human, number two, like them, the more they're going to come back to you as well. So again, really start to think about how you're doing that right now. The types of communication. So that's within your, even right through your brand logo, your brand, your website, your about us on the website, your listings, every, every piece of communication and how are you embodying those values? You can also tell them the values of your company as well, right? So you can put them on the website, but again, we would say it wouldn't be like customer first, continuous improvement, right? Something like Google's really helps, I think, to convey that. I think also inviting your customers to call you out on, well, am I, are we embodying the values, right? Let us know. Again, that's another way to get great conversation going. Adding it to your packaging or your product inserts, also putting it into your Amazon descriptions. Also, this is a good one, you know, creating a tagline that's used for the brand and for email signatures. So it could be the brand, it could be your company as well, right? So I know Ezra Firestone, for instance, does this really well. Like he, his tagline is, Profiting, I think something like profiting, but serve the world unselfishly and profit, I think is what it that's is. That's it. Yeah. Serve the world unselfishly and profit. So that's basically meaning, yeah, I am gonna make money, of course, right? Um, you know, I'm putting my value, my time into helping people. Um, but I'm gonna make sure that my stuff works and I'm gonna make sure that you guys get a result. And that's kind of what we were talking about earlier there. So just because you know on the back end that you will make money does not mean to say that's bad, right? And if you have customers that kind of believe that, and sometimes you might see this and you're only just trying to get money out of me, et cetera, you, you know, just feel proud about what you're doing. And if you've got some, you know, a set of values that you can actually go back and communicate to them with in the right way, then that gives you a lot more confidence in what you're doing as well and make you feel proud about your business. So not only is it that tangible stuff of, yeah, it's going to help you make, create better products, it's going to help you create better customer service, but it's also going to help you intrinsically know that you're doing the right thing and feel confident about what you're doing. Yeah, and I think, you know, just it just makes it feel better to know exactly what you stand for, right? I mean, when somebody asks you, hey, what's the, what's the culture of your company? And you can actually state that back or like, how is it like, you know, what kind of company do you want to create? And you can say that back. That makes you feel pretty good about, you know, making an impact in the planet versus, you know, just saying, hey, I want to sell some stuff and make some money. That's yeah. not very, that doesn't make anybody feel very good, right? I mean, it doesn't make me feel good. It doesn't sound very good when people say that to me. I'm like, well, you're just a kind of a piece of trash. Like, I don't want to work and buy stuff from people that are just there to make money. 
there should be a bigger purpose for every business on planet earth. And if you really think about your values, that is kind of the bigger purpose that you have. It doesn't have to be, you know, world peace or anything like that, or, you know, a charity, but it should be something that inspires, you know, good feelings and and, and, and admiration between your company, your customers, your, you know, yourself and just, you know, your peers. So I think that's pretty great. So you guys remember, there's going to be a download right below this video. So or below this podcast. So make sure you go to show notes and actually get the template. We'll have that ready for you. Um, but just to recap, basically in this episode, we want you guys to make sure you understand how to create your core values for, for your company. So the, fir- the first or the four points that we brought out was the first one was how to know which values are important to your company. Then the second thing is how to know what your company will not do. So what values are not important and the things that you'll never do. Then we talked about how to write your values out so that everyone on your team knows them, buys into them, and embodies them. And then the fourth thing we talked about was how to share the company values to your customers without explicitly stating them. And then obviously, you you can technically explicitly state them as well, but you don't want to have to explain your values on every transaction or every interaction or every, you know, just any time that you're speaking with any human being on earth, you want that to just be represented by your actions and and the company's actions Mm -hmm. and what you guys are doing. So I think one of the best, yeah, one of the best reiterators of this that's probably not the right word but is when they can actually say oh i love it because you guys are like this mm-hmm. and if when they can play it back to you you're like okay we must be doing an okay job at being able to communicate what this yeah. is right so yeah. look out for those little snippets from c- customer communication because that's that's going to let you know that you're doing it right yeah and then share those wins with like your team too so that they know that they're you know they're on the right team and that their the values are actually being represented without actually stating what they are yeah So remember, guys, now that you're armed with this information, it's your job to implement this into your business and grow your business through action. Also, to get some free training on what it takes to have a successful business to fuel fuel your lifestyle, head to www.goteamreal.com to download our free training today. And we'll see you next week for the next Sprint to Profit episode. And as always, we wish you the best for you and your business. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you would like to get more information about selling on Amazon, Head to goteamreal.com for some absolutely free training.